Hello and welcome to MDG the podcast, a podcast with the experts in the field of microbiology, teaching us about the world we live in and how bacillus is shaping it. As always, the podcast was brought to you by Microbial Discovery Group. Visit MDG at mdgbio.com. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Judd Reminger. I am the creative lead here at MDG, and also I'll be your host for MDG the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the science of bacillus and how MDG is curating strains of bacillus to help feed, clean, and save the world. And today, I'm with a guest. Her name is Megan Dursler. She is the group leader here at MDG, or the Star and Plant Health. Megan, how are we doing today? Very good. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm super excited about today's topic. So to start off right away, you are the star lead. Give me some detail of what that, that all entails. So my role here is that I lead a team of microbiologists. We support all our customers in the wastewater, I&I, and bioremediation markets primarily. Yeah, we do call ourselves the STAR team, which is an acronym that stands for Short-Term Accelerated Research. And what that means is we do a combination of R&D projects and tech supports, which are all very customer-focused with uh, accelerated timelines. So, you know, typical R&D product development process can take a year or two. So our, our accelerated research projects are, you know, six months or less, or two, week, two weeks to six months, depending on the objective of the project. And also, Megan, part of your job incorporates lab support, correct? Yes, that's right. So there's a number of different services we offer. So a lot of our support just comes in the form of answering questions. But we also do lab testing. And there's, there's a few standard tests that we run, one of which being just getting a plate count. I think there's a lot of reasons why a customer would want to know exactly what the concentration of, of bacillus or other bacteria is in their sample. So we can, we can do that. We call that bacillus enumeration or usually just called a plate count. Some of the reasons you might want to do that are to check and see if how your blending process is going to make sure you have the count that you need to check the stability of a product. Another type of test that we run commonly we call the wastewater treatability. So for our wastewater customers, if they're wanting to know how our products will work in their particular application, they can send us a sample of wastewater and we'll treat it with our products in a laboratory test and then provide results to help show them that, you know, what our products are capable of doing and also can help troubleshoot if they're encountering some problems in the field. We also do more in-depth research projects for customers, like developing custom products or solutions or really whatever our customers need us to do. Yeah, and that's very helpful, obviously, from, from a customer standpoint. Our podcast audience serves a wide variety of markets. Let's go through and distinguish the most popular bacteria species they might encounter. Bacteria are really used in like a wide range of applications, certainly more than MDG serves. But some of the ones that we focus on here are like human probiotics, animal feed, a lot of waste treatment, so wastewater, cleaning products, remediation, and even some plant growth and aquaculture. So there's bacteria that are common in different industries. So like in probiotics for humans and, and for pets, it's pretty common to see lactic acid bacteria species like lactobacillus and bifidobacterium. Although bacillus are gaining popularity as well as human probiotic market and can do a lot of the things that lactic acid bacteria can. As far as like waste treatment, bacillus are very common. So is pseudomonas. You'll occasionally see things like nitrifying bacteria like nitrobacter and uh, nitrosomonas uh, and many others. 
plant growth, you often see bacillus as well, pseudomonas, and even some fungal species are used for promoting plant growth and health. These are just some. There's other types of bacteria that are used in all of these markets. And you know, all of these are, can be beneficial. All bacteria, they grow rapidly, they produce enzymes, they can have an impact on health in humans and animals. So There's so many different types. And here at MDG, we focus on bacillus. That's right. Is there a reason that MDG focuses on bacillus versus the other bacteria? Yeah, so one of the big reasons that we like bacillus is its stability. So what makes bacillus unique from some of the other species that I mentioned is that they're spore-forming bacteria. What that means is they have the ability to form a dormant spore. And in this state, they're alive, but they're not metabolically active. So kind of like a seed. Now the seed is stable and then germinates and becomes a plant. Bacillus can do that as well. So they become a spore. They can survive in this state for many, many years. Then when conditions are more favorable for their growth, they can germinate and start to grow. So how this affects our products is we make all of our products with our bacillus in spore form, and that gives them great shelf life stability. So in powdered form, bacillus can survive for years in spore form. Non-spore forming bacteria, they often need to be refrigerated. They have a short shelf life. There are some technologies like encapsulation or special packaging that can extend the shelf life, but bacillus have this innate ability to just exist at room temperature uh, for long periods of time. Yeah, it makes them very versatile, yep. which is a great aspect of how bacillus can transfer into many different markets. That's right. So another reason that we like bacillus at MDG is their versatility, right? They they can work in a, ri- a wide variety of applications. Um, they can digest a lot of different substances. They're tolerant to a lot of different environments to some other species. So that means they're very tolerant of a wide range of like pH and temperatures. They're facultative anaerobes, so they can survive with and, with and without the presence of oxygen. And they're, even, they're pretty tolerant to things like chemicals and toxic substances you might find in, in the environment. And those are good things you'll see. And I guess, how does a manufacturer decide which type of bacteria to use then? Because there's so many. Yeah, so there's a few things to consider, one of which is the environment in which you're going to be using the bacteria. So different types of bacteria have different preferences as far as environmental conditions, like pH, temperature, oxygen. As I mentioned, bacillus are facultative anaerobes, so they can grow in anaerobic environments with no oxygen or oxygenated environments. By contrast, pseudomonas species, a lot of them don't do really well without oxygen. Lactic acid bacteria, they can survive in both conditions, but grow better when conditions are anaerobic. And so why this matters is like, for example, if you're in wastewater treatment application, if you're treating a well-aerated lagoon, you want something that's going to grow well in aerobic conditions, as opposed to if you're trying to treat sludge and you have a very anoxic sludge blanket, you're going to want something that does better in, in anoxic or anaerobic conditions. You know, another thing that you want to consider is the application that you're trying to apply the bacteria to. So bacillus are versatile. They can do a lot of things like reducing odors, digesting solids. Some other bacteria can, are more specific, like nitrifying bacteria, for example, are really used only specifically for uh, the process of removing ammonia. But really the most important thing to do is just talk to your supplier and figure out what is the right solution for you. Because you want to consider the, you know, the genus and the species of the bacteria, but also the individual strain. Like at MDG, we really select our products at the strain level specific to the application that they're going to be used in. As a customer then, how do you decide which biology to use when there's so many out there such as enzymes or the other bacteria? 
All right, so enzyme and bacteria are very different. Like both can be beneficial using one or the other, or often they're used in combination. So maybe it's best to start with like what the difference is between them. So bacteria, they're living organisms. They grow, they multiply, they produce a lot of enzymes. They're very adapted to their environment. Enzymes though, they're not living organisms. They don't multiply. They have a very specific activity. Proteases, for example, only digest proteins. Mm-hmm. Lipases will only digest um, lipids. So they're very specific, and they're not able to adapt to the environment they're, they're in like bacteria do. So I mean, some of the benefits of enzymes are that they work very quickly, but they're also then short-lived. It's good to use enzymes if you know you have a very specific thing that you're trying to digest. Like if you have a grease stain, you might want to use a lipase enzyme. You know, bacteria are beneficial that they they work for a long time, but they take time to get started. They also have a very broad range of of enzymes, so they can produce a lot of different enzymes that can digest a lot of different substances, and they can adapt to what's available, right? So they're not just limited to one substrate. Again, you probably just want to talk to your supplier, figure out what's going to be the best solution for you. Yeah. And and you're working every single day with these things. You, You see it day in and day out. So you want to talk with your supplier. So obviously, you want to talk with MDG, us. You want to talk with us. So Megan, if if someone has any questions about any of the things you you touched on today with the bacteria, the bacillus, or even you know the different types, how do they get in contact with us here at MDG? Yeah, we, you can email info at mdgbio.com. If you have technical questions, that'll probably make their way to me. I'm happy to answer questions by email or get on the phone with anyone to talk about uh, any technical questions you might have. Megan, I want to thank you for being on the podcast today. We had a lot of fun talking about this. And again, guys, if you have any questions, please email us at info at mbgbio.com. Also, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast and rate us. I want to thank you very much. And for everyone else, we'll see you later.